Listen up, folks, as Girls on Film comes to you from Carew Glasses at Ponce City Market in Atlanta. We talk with Kennedy Brammer of Kalen Marketing while we meet Atlanta native and hometown girl B.J. Arnett. Former NBC 11 Alive news anchor and entertainment lifestyle reporter, Ms. Arnett is no stranger to the film and entertainment industry. As host and associate producer of Employment Line and Prime Time for Georgia Public Television, Arnett can boast of regular appearances on TV 69, now the CW, with Community, Beat of the City, and Soul of Atlanta. Check out IMDb for Arnett's impressive portfolio of film appearances and impressive co-hosts, too. An investigative reporter and producer, you can catch Arnett on one of her current talk shows, BJA Today, produced by Camille Arnett Production Studios, and This Day with BJ Arnett. This is Sarah Smith. I am uh, the host of Girls on Film. I'm with my co-host today, Mr. Port Wilson. Good morning, everyone. And we have a lovely guest here. Kennedy, introduce yourself and tell us where you're from. Hi, everybody. I'm Kennedy Bramer. I am a marketing and social media consultant from Bill Kalen Marketing. And we're here at Carew today. Um, an Loving eye- it. Eyeglass store at Pont City Market. Yeah. Um, what city are we in? We're in Atlanta. Great. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, that Man. took a while to get to. No, it's good. It's all good. <laughs> thank you. I'm so grateful to Kennedy for hosting us today at Carew. Absolutely. We are with the lovely, and I can say that because she's sitting in front of me, <laughs> BJ Arnett. And I'm going to give a shout out to my friend, Evelyn Mims, who introduced yes. me to BJ Arnett. We love Evelyn. We love Evie. She's Evie. wonderful. She is a rock star. Yes, she is. She's my rock star. I call her every day, practically. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm having a day, three Three times. times. <laughs> <laughs> you can't nice. believe it happened. But BJ is uh, a real icon in Atlanta. She has... She plays many, many roles in her career, as well as personally. She's a film producer. She is a costume designer. She works at Clark Atlanta and teaches. And I, I really want to ask you she's about that. She's an actor. That. So she's an yes. act. Thank you. She's an actor. Runs <laughs> a talent agency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Management. On TV. Yes. Manages. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you write also. Ah, that's yeah. how where it began. Yeah. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. that's thank you. That's <laughs> our introduction into asking you where your career started because we really wanted to see where you started and where it went. What is that noise? I think it's a leaf blower. It is. Oh shit! <laughs> it, it, what are we gonna do? Nothing. Nothing because it's gonna keep, go keep on and going. off. We can't can't make them stop unless Ooh, you go out and leaf blow. I've actually mowed people's grass for them to get them to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I had Arthur. Quick I, had, I hosted Arthur Blank at Emory once, and he was talking, and I could hear I could hear the lawn guys getting closer yeah. and closer, and I had to run outside. Yep. That's what petty cash is for. <laughs> <laughs> Pay yeah. off. <laughs> like, do you want to keep your job? That's mm-hmm. basically what I said. 
<laughs> well, I want to keep working for Emory. Reading your bio made me tired. How do you do oh my God. everything you do? You know, I, it's kind of funny. Here's how it started, and which will tell you the answer to that question. I have the honor of going to the first fame high school. Yeah, in Louisville, Kentucky. There was one in California, Experimental Movement, and there was one in Louisville, Kentucky. This was many years ago, and you're looking at me going, what is that fame stuff? Okay, so <laughs> there's this little actress called Debbie Allen, love who did this, her. love her, who did this fabulous movie called Fame, yep. and it concentrated on students in the arts. Yep. Well, I went to a high school like that, that allowed me to discover my best self in terms of dance, acting, writing, theater, um, costuming, design, uh, and they really allowed me to be my best self. Right. Right. And that, I think of that movie and I think of that school because it was a collage of wildly talented young people who some had learning disabilities, some had great creativity, but no, like my grandma would say, child, you can't walk across the street. Okay? <laughs> no practical. Right. But all of us had something that real educators could key in on. And I had some great real educators who keyed in on the fact that though they said I was dyslexic, I had this extraordinary ability to create through words. I had this ability to transform the things that were bothering me into actions called acting. I had the ability to just love on people that no one else wanted to be around, like the children who went to our school who were from the mountains who barely had indoor plumbing. That wasn't an issue to me. That was what really connected me with what I truly call my core beliefs, which is if you're not doing something for someone else, if you're not loving on people, you're just entirely a mess because you're not giving any and you're not getting any. So this experience was really rewarding, and I'm sure you have a teacher that you remember. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's name them. Um, Mr. Walker was my math teacher. I mean, Mr. Walker was a good seven feet tall. We knew we, he played some basketball back in the day. Wow. And he was chocolate, chocolate brown, and he had these piercing eyes. And my grandmother would always say he reminded her of Nat King Cole, which I'm trying to figure out if she was kind of flirt, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then we had Miss Hobbick, who was the first person I could say I have a story that I wrote. I have a poem that I wrote. Right. And she was a Jewish lady who literally had her tattoo from being oh, right, right. in the camps on her arm. And I did not know that that was real. I knew that there were stories in my history books, but that up close, that personal, it brought a reality to my life that was right. unbelievable. And then there was Miss Johnson, who was our African-American literature teacher, who was four feet tall and four feet wide, who wore a fabulous wig and always said, oh, 
oh, good morning, boys and girls. And we thought, this lady is crazy. Oh, my God. But she spoke with a joy, always. And she taught me about the history that I had no clue about. All of my history in all of its different facets and gave me a joy for history. So you had a really great foundation oh, of education. Oh, and then you went to college. And then I, I was supposed to go to Antioch School, okay. um, which was an, a very private educational system for those who were going to be on the law track. My mom's idea. Irk. So <laughs> my dad and I got together after he saw me crying on the steps. Mm. And, and six weeks before school, after they had sent the registration money in, of course, this is only when good children decide that oh, I don't want to do this. I'm right. having a drama moment. Right. I think I'm going to die. You're if not the I go only there. one. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not go to Antioch. Okay. I actually went to Atlanta School of Fashion and Design. Wow. After my mother pulled herself off of the floor and yeah. tried to raise the money to get me into Atlanta School of Fashion and Design, did that. I messed up the first term of that school because I had never been out of my home. I graduated high school in the 11th grade. I was 17 years old, and for the first time, out of that protective, classic, no yeah. you, classic. <laughs> oh, I was the classic. I was the poster child of don't do this. Oh my God. Came to Atlanta and I studied Morehouse and Georgia Tech and they were all not cued, yes. Oh my God. So that first term I flunked until I realized those grades were going home to my Engineer father, yeah. oh educator boy. mother, yeah. Senate people, and you know all those hierarchy in my family. And I ran to the owners of the school, the president of the school, and I said, please, 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 I'll do better. I'll pay for it. And they said, you don't have a job. So I went and got my first job at Sears as a fashion coordinator at 17 years old. They did not know how old I was. I somehow that just blurred past them on my little application. Right. I didn't leave it out. I didn't tell a lie, I promise. They liked you. They liked me. I got the yeah. job, and yeah. I did a good job. Great. I paid for my classes after I paid for the classes. I told my parents what I had done and how stupid I had been, and my dad held my mother back once again, <laughs> and, and I made it through that moment. Yay! I want to ask you, <laughs> what was it about fashion that captured you? I had a grandma who would get a Vogue magazine, you know, when it came out, she bought it. Right. That was like, you know, don't touch my Vogue. Like my grandpa would, don't touch the paper first. Don't touch the Vogue first. It was, that was her thing. That was his. Okay. My grandma took that Vogue, and she would literally go downstairs to the basement with the Vogue magazine and the old newspaper and cut a pattern visually from what she saw and make a dress. Oh, my God. I mean, and then go buy hose. Because, see, back in the day, they... When they did an outfit, they did hat, gloves, hosiery, yep. which were stockings, not pantyhose, uh, all undergarments to fit that particular outfit. Wow. It, it was like, and I was totally fascinated with watching her yep. do this. And she would adjust these designs according to her six-foot-tall self. Wow. Yeah. And my grandpa, her husband. What a skill. 5'8". Nice. <laughs> Beautiful couple. I'm Beautiful sure. Couple. I'm sure. I'm so sure. that ignited my fashion. I grew up 
going from my parents' house to my grandparents' house. We lived next door to each other for many years. And it, what you expose your children to, what you demonstrate in front of, of them is what they become, not what you say. Right. We don't listen to that. We just kind of go, okay, whatever. But what you do is what sticks. So, so well, I have actually a question, if I may. Yeah. How did you, this film, I mean, this, this career track, you're going for fashion, where did you veer? So going back to the um, Brown School with the fame atmosphere. So while I was at Brown School, and the reason I was able to graduate in the 11th grade was I experienced um, an internship at the local television station. I met my first guest that I got to um, work with as a PA was Jamie Farr from MASH. Oh, wow. Oh, that was, wow. That's, that's how long ago that was, right? Wow. So Jamie Farr was coming on the show to talk about this new show that was about to air called MASH. Mm. And he was the first <laughs> star type. And they let me interview him off camera for like two seconds. But my biggest job as a PA was bringing him coffee and listening to him you know, pour into me. So that really was the taste that got it, that really got it. And then also did radio at the same time, also did newspaper at the same time. Because again, they exposed us to this. And I had parents who were very connected and had no problem with saying, I'll take your son over here at the uh, engineering plant if you'll take my daughter over here at the TV station. And, and that's what they did, this group of parents nice. and these wonderful educators. Amazing, mm -hmm. amazing. Now I forgot my question. <laughs> Sorry. You know what, I have another one. Yes. In looking at all of the movies mm -hmm. that you've worked yes. on, been in, yes. which one Oh, you are not going to do that. Oh, yeah. I the last know. one, right? No, I want to know which one grabbed you the most, like, emotionally? Because your, your stuff, it's, some of the topics are not light. No. Um, I would have to say the, there are two that, well, gosh. Standing okay. Your Ground? Stand Your Ground yeah. Yeah. really was an emotional pull for me because I actually know the family. Wow that experienced this, um, the Carpenter family. I know the son I, I, uh, who experienced this, and, and though I did not have the um, privilege of meeting the actual family whose son was killed, I did have the privilege of reading the real information as can, to Can you how tell our listeners a little bit about what Stand so Your Ground is about? So the film Stand Your Ground is a true story uh, by Mrs. Jackie Carpenter of her son being incarcerated after he accidentally shoots a young man who is on his property illegally. The shooting was an accident, and it's a tragedy that we have these situations, but these young people were on the property. Copper had been being stole out of all of uh, her son's houses. Right. This is his first business venture. He's a young father. He's trying everything to hold on to his visit by a thread at this point. And this begins to happen. Right. That Co begins copper, to happen. copper plumbing and copper piping yes. is very valuable. It's very valuable. Yeah. So that happened. He spoke with a policeman who said, oh, I would suggest that you go on your property and, and watch to see who comes. 
And um, I'd take a gun if I were you. Well, bad I don't want to tell you the whole, yeah, <laughs> right. it's, it's, you right. know, but of course, it, as you can tell, that he was not a good policeman. Okay. So the story is very much about his horrible things that he was trying to do uh, to two families. He knew. Amazing. Uh, right. So much. Right. So it's, right. But, it, wow. but the, the triumph of the story is that the families both healed. That's a triumph. Yeah, that's that's uh, profound. Yeah, that it, it's an amazing story. So if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's called Stand Your Ground. And what was number two? Okay, so we're not going to let you. Stop I, mean, talking. I can't even say <laughs> Stand Your Ground was number one, okay. but it, that's why it affected me. And of course, my husband uh, co-starred in that film. Wow. So and I was the costumer. And and tell us his name. My husband's name is Cameron Arnett. And how can they find him online? CameronArnett.com. There you go. And you can also see him in the upcoming film Overcomer by the Kendrick Brothers, the sixth film of the Kendrick Brothers, and it's out real soon. And I don't want to date this, but August twenty. Third, August twenty third, August twenty third. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's absolutely fine. So it so that you know made that film special to me. And then of course there is the film that uh, he is my husband is in now. As I said, Overcomer. That I got to be on that process. I'm not in that film. As his wife, because of how the Kendrick brothers move. I've been on the process of that film with him since the moment that they uh, asked him to do the role. So uh, they have an incredible way of embracing the family because when a person goes to co-star in a film, their lives shift. Oh yeah. It's totally. So it was, don't leave your family out, bring your family. My husband and I are empty nesters of five. So. I'm the one that could come, yay. <laughs> so I got to be involved with um, some of the things that they do and how they do it and uh, just seeing some of the wonderful core things that make their films number one every time they come out the shoot. It's just craziness. So that film really has touched my heart because it addresses something that in America we have put our men to the background so that we as women can be in the foreground. And it really doesn't have to be that way. Right. We're miraculous, wonderful, absolutely powerful women. But we have some absolutely powerful, strong, wonderful men. And we shouldn't push one group of people down to push up another. That just doesn't make sense. This is like the topic of the week because Port and I have already had two conversations about that this week. Yeah, it just doesn't Amazing. make sense. So no, I agree with you. I, I love what they do there. Yeah. And that's why that that film speaks to what a man goes through and what people have always said a man can't feel. Right. And it deals with the true identity of all human. Right. Men are so boxed in. Ah. <sighs> it's really Excuse it's not, me? <laughs> hey everybody, it's Sarah with Girls on Film and we are here with Kennedy Bramer and Port Wilson. Kennedy is hosting us today through her marketing company she works for with the, which is called what bill kalen marketing yeah what um, do you do there we've been doing marketing and events or i should say bill has i've been with him for about six months now but okay. 
all Atlanta-based marketing events, consulting with local businesses in the area. Um, we specialize in hotels, apartment communities, retailers like Carew that we're in now. Um, and tell us a little bit about Carew. Please look online, folks, uh, at Girls on Film Podcast on Instagram. We're going to put some great pics up. Absolutely. But tell us about this cool store. People are raving about it. So Carew is located at Pond City Market. It's an affordable eye care, eye health store. What makes us different is that we're Atlanta-based, Atlanta-owned. Okay. Um, the man, Mark, who is the owner of Carew, is from South Africa. Wow. So that's where the name Carew comes from. Okay, that makes sense. The Carew is a desert in South Africa, and he kind of pulled that inspiration and in his experience it. living there. Yep back to Atlanta. So our store is desert themed. It's um, very stylized. <laughs> what do you think, Port? It's lovely. I it's, love it. It's in amazing. Here. You feel like you're in South Africa a little bit. I love bit. it. <laughs> yep. Um, but we have, follow us on Instagram. It's go underscore Carew. Um, or visit our website. It's gocarew.com. Um, we have a lot of fun glasses here for every type of style. And they're all affordable. They start out at 149 for your lens and your frames. Yeah, they're really, really, really attractive. And some are really modern. Others are classic. So you've got the you've got the whole range. And the displays here are really friendly. You just I just want to go grab each pair and try them on. But I won't. We can make that happen. No, no, I'll make a mess. <laughs> I'll make a mess. So we I asked you a little bit about what you um, what you like to watch on TV and you said I don't watch TV so such a pitiful answer <laughs> it was good it was good but you did say that you watched Euphoria yes, on HBO yes. and so do I love it what do you love about it just every aspect of it truly like the cinematography of it just caught my eye yeah I love the whole Drake is the executive producer oh I how, how did I not know that that's it's incredible. okay. I love okay. Drake. There you go. It's it's <laughs> that makes cool. It, even better. it definitely feels cool and looks cool. Oh yeah, they do a great job, and it's not your typical cookie cutter high school show. And I think it's honestly more realistic than a lot of those are. Like everybody right. has their own battles and journeys. You mean it's more through. realistic than Vampire Diaries? Yeah, I mean. Or Glee. <laughs> or Glee. <laughs> high school is definitely not like Glee. I have and to tell you. I have to tell you, the soundtrack is kick ass. I would hope so. Phenomenal. <laughs> yep. I yeah. watched that show and I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Is there any show you don't watch? Yeah. Every time someone comes on and says, I watch this really little small show on Ovation. Yeah, I watch it all the time. I don't watch The Big Bang Theory. Everyone watches that. I've never hey, seen it. I don't watch it. Yeah, I don't watch it. I greatly dislike The Big Bang Theory. It's, 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 it's fine. My, don't, my it's over okay. now, right? Yeah. yeah, it's over. Oh, I think. She's done. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Back Big Bang Theory. Back to Euphoria, <laughs> Yes, back to Euphoria. Um, we love Zendaya. Love her. She is beautiful and talented and she is so good in this role. She's too good. Of Rue. It's Rue. Rue's just such a... We love her. Love, lovely, relatable character, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She's just killing it. She's come a long way since Disney Channel, yep. you know? And we were talking about <laughs> Hunter Schaefer. Yes. Who is a trans actor Incredible. in this. And you don't... You know, the first episode, you don't really know... You don't. I didn't even question. I was like, "Oh, that's a beautiful girl." I didn't either. He plays a trans high school student, 
and um, he is online and one of the things he, he has a little bit of a dangerous behavior where he uh, meets people online and goes to meet them at hotels yes older men yeah so it's that's a fascinating that's, yeah that's a that's a little theme that goes through, through this is. thing all the characters have a little bit of tightrope walking I think Definitely. I also found it, I was watching one of the um, recaps at the end of the show where they interview each character, and I thought it was interesting that, um, whatever her drug dealer's name is, I always forget. Oh my God, I know, Fez. Fez, and his real name, I believe, is Angus, but they found him just working at a fried chicken restaurant, and whoever was casting was just mm, like, you're perfect for that role, and I just, I love it. He's so good. He's so arresting and subtle and just... I love him. And I love it. Yeah, I love him. He's, He's great. Fantastic. He's great. Jacob Alordi. Love him. Jacob Alordi. <laughs> yep. I saw him in the kissing booth yes. on Netflix, which is a goofy, funny rom com. So goofy. Very goofy. You would love it. <laughs> rom com? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, and and he after he started working on the show he came out and said that he hated that he didn't say he hated that character but he was kind of like that character was awful that's what he said awful so and now they're doing um the kissing booth too and he's gonna be in it <laughs> he's like dang it hey, he's not that awful <laughs> right right so he'll take the paycheck for yes. the awful character but he's amazing he's in this incredible. he's very um handsome i Yes. yes, beyond no question, no, beyond handsome <laughs> and um, excellent. But his girlfriend, I can't remember her name, Mandy. No, it's Maddie, and Maddie. she's played by Alexis or Alexa Demi. I love her. Yeah, what do you she's love about fantastic. her? She's fantastic. I just think she's very captivating. Yep, and realistic, and I feel like I know her through some encounter in life. Yep, um, I don't know, just everything she's so beautiful too so watch euphoria folks on hbo it's the greatest show yep it's fantastic i love it so kennedy sayonara goodbye sayonara thank you so much for having me (laughs) love it And, and we're back So I'm I'm like the cheerleader for for men being men and standing in their greatness because I don't want to do what y'all do I really don't I don't understand why it has to be so difficult why women have to be a certain way but you can't be any other way and and it's men just the same weird thing. we make it so hard it's yeah. so hard I don't can think we just be, be ourselves yeah. and be <laughs> wonderful collectively all you need is a little respect my father always the one thing he said to me always is respect is free. Until someone makes you pay for it. There you go. And it's like you wow. give it away until I no longer you do something, and it's like I don't care how you act, what you do, you know. It's just it's it it is a um, flipped version of who we really are, and it doesn't match my core beliefs. So I'm a Christian, and and this is like a big deal to me because I'm married to. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I'm married to the finest thing on the planet. <laughs> he is handsome. Hallelujah, yeah. Lord God. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is handsome. And the reason I asked you to tell everybody <laughs> to go look at the, web, you know, what's the website address? CameronArnett.com. Yep, because I went and looked at the website last night. 
He's a cutie boo, and he is ve- the two of you. Oh yeah, we're we're kind of like crazy in love, smoking. and it's it's awesome. it's ridiculous. But I'm very proud of the core integrity that is inside of that man. That's what makes him the finest man on the planet. That his integrity is on point. It's important. It's yeah. important. And I don't think we mentioned before, you have a production company as well. We have a production company called CamilleArnett.com. Now, you might ask yourself, Camille? Well, my husband's name is Camille. I want each of you to pronounce it. Ha, 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 ha. Most people can't get it right. So we Well they say cameo. Sure. Yes they yeah. do. Yeah. And it makes do. the hairs on the back of my <laughs> neck stand. I'm and like, I can say Kami. I can Kami. say it. He said it absolutely correct. Kami. There you go. There we go. It's like I said tell people like can, can, Kennedy, can you say it? Kami. There you go. Jenny's like I'm tentative. <laughs> I'm tentative, but I'm there. Yes. You're teaching us. So this is, you know, so and and look. I tell my students this, the only thing that you have that's important to me at any opening point is your name right. and your smile. If you cannot deliver your name with a smile, I really don't want to talk to you. And he could deliver his name with a smile. And we wanted everyone else to be able to do that. So we use for acting Cameron. And sure. his actual name is Kami, which is the birth of Kami Arnett Production Studios, which uh, my husband was in California. I'm here in Atlanta. We didn't know each other. He was doing his thing in California, Miami, New York. And when we came together, we realized, oh, wow, we've been doing the same kinds of things across the country. So we birthed this. Oh, gosh, is it three years, four years? I don't know. So a few years back. We've always done it, but we had not put the production okay. under a name. So we have birthed the film, Matty, The Discovery. Yep. And to say to you that an important film to me, one that reached my heartstrings, Matty is really it for me. Um, in that film, we deal with a family that, like many families in America, that go through lots of emotional ups and downs. But this story is about the teenager, the young girl in the family, who realizes she has a very special gift, but she's not sure if she wants it. She see things in she other people's lives? She see things in other people's lives. That's, yeah. I'm 15, I'm supposed to be, hey. Right. But I feel responsible for what I see. So this is her journey. And Maddie the Discovery is the first in a trilogy. My husband and I uh, received this script uh, uh, three years ago. Lady out of San Antonio? Yeah, um, this lady is, um, Terry B is in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And she wrote the story. Now here's the interesting thing. We were cast in the film as actors. The producers, dropped the film because they had so many things pressing them at the same time. Okay. That was our gift from God saying, okay, here's, here, do you all want this? It's the first script I had ever read that I literally didn't put it down until I finished it. Nice. Okay. It had so many, you know, t- fast turns. Read, yeah. yeah, you like, yeah. a movie should give you up, down, steady road, and then a pitch. It should give you a place to go. This movie does that. So we immediately, when, when upon asked by the writer, would we take it on, we went and prayed about it together and came out with absolutely we'll do it. So, and Union City, Georgia, 
opened their arms, the mayor's office opened their arms for us to be the first production company to shoot on the streets of Union City, Georgia. And um, we received our, you know, shoot What's permit the, and you, all of that. What's the mayor's name? That is that? Mayor Vince Williams. There we go. And he is a trendsetter. Yeah, to shout out to Vince Williams. He's really a, a trendsetter in terms of thinking out of the box in order to lift up a community that, before he came into office, had been, uh, I, I will say it, had been really forgotten. Okay. Right. And he's doing a great job. My question is, and obviously the, the title role, obviously important. Yes. And it was her first her, major film. How do you cast? Casting major. has to be so difficult. It, it, casting for us was a beast for only for a moment. Got okay. It. it really was because we were like, you know, once we made the announcement, we're auditioning, you get, you know, this right. technology age, you get all of these emails and, right. you know, people are sending you their uh, footage and, you know, they're doing the lines and, you know, we send out the sides and, and it wasn't hitting, and it wasn't hitting, and it wasn't hitting. And we went to a convention in Orlando, and we see this girl helping as a volunteer. Seriously? Very seriously. And my husband sees her, and I see her. And we're like, that's her. Oh, my God. Really? You knew the look. Right. The girl's eyes are like. Beautiful. Incredible yeah. big eyes. Yeah. So we said, that's her. Let's see. She sent in the tape and just, killed when I say killed it. she killed it, like, okay, this child is That's a great Maddie. moment. That's a great moment. Yeah, your whole heart just goes, okay, this is what we were waiting for. This is, this is the one. Then the, the young man who plays her brother was my husband's bank teller. <laughs> okay, so you know how old folks say, God works in mysterious ways. Yes. Is that mysterious enough? He goes into the bank, and a young lady be in a movie, right? No, yeah. no, okay. no. The young lady <laughs> yeah. sitting next to this young man, who is a bank teller as well, says to my husband, "You know how I love what you do, you and your wife do. I really want to be a costumer." And my husband said, "My wife's a costumer, so she's supposed to call me. She never does. The next time he goes into the bank, she says, I, I know I never called your wife, but he's really wanting to.'" be in films. Would you talk to him? My husband spoke to the young man for like five seconds. He sent, he said, okay, I'm gonna let you do these sides. But my husband said he knew looking at him that he was the one. He had the same big eyes, the same kind of complexion as the girl uh -huh. we found in Orlando. They blended beautifully. Incredibly. That's great. And became buddies you on set. You can't buy that. You can't buy that. No. You don't, I can't make this stuff you up. You can't right. find it too often. No, you like can't. That. That's, a, a, that's an orchestration that we had really nothing to do with. We just saw it and said, okay, we got it. Done. Well, you got to credit you for recognizing it. Yeah, that. we did recognize you know? it immediately. And it was very cool. He's a, um, uh, he is an amazing young actor. Both of them are fantastic. So we were very uh, blessed to have them. And then the woman um, who plays the grandmother, the matriarch of the film, Cynthia, uh, is by far one of the most intensely um, 
character-driven kind of actors that, that you'll soon meet. She is just wonderful. Okay, great, mm -hmm. great, great. And of I course, my husband and I play husband and wife. There you go. But it's not... <laughs> Bit of a stretch, but you did it. it. Yeah. It's right. a stretch, but we did it. But we're very different from, from who we actually are. Uh, my character is Annie, and, and she may be with you today, and she may be talking about another time. Right. And then my husband is um, going through what many people have gone through, the ups and downs, depression and not. And um, it, it makes for a very interesting story. Right. BJ, I want to shift gears a little bit yes. because I want to make sure we get this in before we have to say goodbye to you. Oh. Um, I want to hear about what you're doing at Clark Atlanta. You know, Clark Atlanta, Clark Atlanta University yeah. is, you know, um, my home away from home. I am a professor of fashion, and fashion merchandising is my area. So it is going back to those teachers that planted into me. They made an indelible mark in my life. And your grandmother. It will never, and, and my grandmother. <laughs> right. It will never be erased. My grandfather, my dad. My dad owned dry cleaners and was an engineer at GE with a uh, sixth grade education. Wow. He designed the very first um, multi-facet, multi-building air conditioning system. So you're system. good at math, then. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. But he is. But, yes. Okay. All of that stuff. Yeah. But I learned how to, from those people, I learned how to um, convey a message, tell a story to people. So I love teaching. I've always taught. I've taught since I was 19. I started here at Border College in Atlanta, Georgia, which is no longer. Right. And I have been at Clark Atlanta University. I am in my tenure walk, so I am hoping that they find me worthy to be a tenured professor at Clark Atlanta University. We hope so, too. I, I'm approaching my sixth year, so. Fantastic. It's that time. Yeah. It's that time. But I love my students. Uh, they, Tell us about the millennials they, that, you're, that I, what you're focusing yeah. on. Yeah. My focus is, uh, you know, no matter the title. Because we have all of these, the millennial, the X generation, right, this generation, right. that. Okay, I teach people. And what I have recognized is that I come from a generation that came up in uh, television from black and white to color. They, the people that I teach were birthed into a generation that had a computer in their room. Right. Very different. The, Very my different. grandchildren at three years old can take a iPhone or an Android, unlock it, not knowing your passcode. Go to their games. Yeah. It is the generation that you're born into that you're automatically wired for. Sure. So when I go into the classroom, I am looking for their wiring. Where are they wired? How are they wired? And how do I take my black and white television to color television to I taught myself computer language? How do I go into their wiring in order to get them to connect with my wisdom and experience? Because everything's on demand for them. You Everything know? is on yeah. demand for them. So when, when you can get it very quickly, you may not know how to use it once you got it. Yeah. And it could hurt you. 
So my job is to connect with their wiring in such a manner that I'm able to guide them to seeing that their uh, bachelors of fine arts is not the end all and be all. It is the opening of right. these absolutely monstrous things that they can do from an entrepreneurial side. So I am not just teaching them about fashion merchandising. That is the beginning, the groundwork. Gotcha. The jump off is getting them to see that they're in the state of Georgia, which is the number one film industry in the United States right now. It ain't going nowhere, let me say it. Okay, it's not. It's not, it's not, it's not. Okay. We're so gonna, we're, 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 we've got to get to, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to be more vocal about the things that matter. These young people have an opportunity to jump into industries that have, that have never been able to be jumped into because of technology. So my job is, as I said, connect with their wiring, right. have right. them connect with my wiring, and then show them the innovations of the day that will allow them to work within an industry and all the peripheral industries of film and entertainment. Terrific. Can I ask just one fanboy question? What? My only one. I love this. Um, what? It's kind of obscure, but on Grantham and Rose, what was it like to work with? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just have to know. So you fanboy just met fangirl. So when they called me and said, we have a role that we want you to do. It has no lines. But we need you to do what you do. And I said, what are you talking about? Right. I, and I didn't know this director. She said, I'm looking at a picture of Marla Gibbs, and I'm looking at a picture of you. She said, I'm sorry. I don't know who your mother is, <laughs> but you and Marla Gibbs are mother and daughter oh from my eyes. And I need you to do what I saw you do. She saw something I did on my talk shows. And I was like, wow. I was doing a talk show. She said, I need you to, I'm going to, and this is not the word she used, emote those things that say mother daughter mm. you have one or two lines it was like you know minuscule lines but i'm the whole movie is about me the daughter <laughs> so her getting to this daughter and it was incredible walking into costuming and walking into makeup and there is icon <laughs> marla gibbs know, right? and and here's her here's her reaction to me oh baby you do look like you could be mine <laughs> oh i'm like stop <laughs> it really that's marla gibbs go bj go bj so and that I was, was like doing my happy day unfriendly place to work oh gosh it was terrible <laughs> it was just terrible and we shot that in uh, Virginia Highlands, beautiful home that someone had allowed uh, um, the producers to use. But Marla Gibbs was gracious and kind. And again, if you're not pouring into someone, she poured into me in the two days we worked together. She was like, look, you've got this. Don't stop. Right. Don't, don't allow anyone to tell you that you can't multitask to do all the things that you do and do this. I, I live for those breaths of fresh air that are not negative. Right. Well, you look at her so IMDb. Good. She works. The she lady works. Busy. What is she, 80-something now? Yeah. She's like working like a beast. <laughs> she's in everything. Yeah. And she's, and she's uh, delightful to be around. Nice. She really That's is. That's always good. Like That's good. I feel better. Like she, you. Oh, bless you. Thank you You're so, so much. sweet. And she's I know, delightful. I know. We have to wrap, right? We do. We I'm have getting, to wrap. I'm getting the eyes from <laughs> I know. You guys, I have enjoyed this so <laughs> much. So, much. so have we. Thank you so much. This has really been great. I want to ask everybody to just really support Overcomer and my husband, Absolutely. Cameron Arnett, CameronArnett.com. And can you tell that I'm a, a wife and you know, I a wife it. who's a it's manager? It's good. <laughs> it's good. 
and support those students. The good wives. Exactly. <laughs> support those students in your neighborhood. I don't care if they're first grade, kindergarten, middle school, high school, college, but support the students. Education is important. The arts are important. And get those children off the couch, off their little iPhones, iPads, and outside. Thank you. Lock the front door and say you can't come in until the street lights come on. <laughs> BJ. On behalf of Girls on Film Podcast, it has been wonderful hosting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Port. Thanks to Kennedy. And we are Girls on Film, and we are out. Okay, I'm going to do that again. Okay, you didn't like that? Mm -mm. Out? I don't like the first part. Take two. Yep. Thanks for listening. We are Girls on Film, and we are out. I didn't like that. Do it again. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs>